Daniel chapter 1. And as you turn to Daniel chapter 1, I want to make it clear that this message isn't being shared with you because of what God has shared with us this morning. Um, the Lord put this, this portion of scripture on my heart uh, to share with you way before coming to camp. And um, uh, just to see the Holy Spirit move and the way that he ties things together, the way that he knits us together, um, uh, this has been a, a common theme in many ways. And uh, when the Lord repeats himself, it's not a coincidence, right? Uh, when the Lord repeats himself, uh, he's trying to point something out to you. He repeats himself because he wants you to get it, right? He wants us here in this room uh, to get this. Uh, so I, I pray that uh, we would uh, just do our best uh, to give the Lord the, the next couple of, of minutes. Uh, guys, I, I know it's been a long couple of days. Uh, I know some of us may be tired. I, I'm blessed when some of you will just stand up towards the back because you are tired, because you are falling asleep. That shows me that you're committed, that you want to stay awake, that you want to receive from the Lord. So know that that's allowed, right? Um, if that's you here tonight and you end up falling asleep a bit, man, just stand up, head towards the back. There's no shame in that. that, that that's, that's awesome. Uh, that shows me that, man, you want uh, more of his word and more of his presence in your life. But all that being said, I hope that you've turned to Daniel chapter 1 by now. Let's pray, ask the Lord to bless his word one more time, and um, we'll open it up. And, and God, we come before you. We're thankful. God, I'm thankful for each and every person uh, represented here. And God, I think of uh, the miracles uh, that uh, you completed in even allowing some people to be here this weekend. Uh, God, you made a way when it seemed like there was no way. And God, you have a purpose, not only for the next half an hour or so, uh, Father, but you have a purpose for our lives. God, it's no mistake uh, that we're here. So I pray, Lord, that you would show up in a mighty way. God, I pray that my words would be your words, and uh, Father, that you would just bless the reading of your word now. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Daniel chapter 1, here we see uh, Daniel and his, and his friends really purposing to obey God no matter the circumstances, no matter what is thrown at them, purposing to obey God. It says there in verse 1 of Daniel 1 that in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Verse 3 tells us, as we keep reading there, that then the king instructed Ashpenaz, uh, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants 
and some of the nobles. Young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. So we read these first five verses, and here we see that Nebuchadnezzar, that not only does he confiscate holy things from the temple, we see that he, he attempts to really strip Judah of their future. He does this by taking some of their best young people in order to groom them for civil service. I look across a room like this, right? And I, 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 think, of, I think of where we're at in life. And I gotta think that this is some of the best young people that I've ever met. You guys are, are special. Uh, getting to know you guys, I see just how gifted you guys are. I see the things that the Lord has given you, the many talents that he's blessed you with. Also very different, but also very uh, gifted. Some of us better looking than others, right? <laughs> But, right, also very gifted, also very gifted. Guys, these, 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 listen, not everyone's blessed with luscious locks like William, right? Like, it's just, not everyone has that type of hair. Some of us got some receding hairlines, you know? It just is what it is, man. But look, I did not look that way. Don't play that game. Don't play that game. Don't play that game. I'm talking about my hair. Hey, but it's good to have fun, right? And the idea here is that these were young men, these were young people between the age of 13 and 17. Uh, really, at that time and age, young adults, right? That's the way that they were seen, the way that they were perceived, and he's trying to strip Judah of their future. And likewise, when I look at you guys, I see the future of the church if the Lord would tarry. That's what I see. I see future servants. I see future pastors, future elders. That is what I see in this room. But the world wants to come in, the enemy wants to come in and disrupt that. Uh, that is uh, what Nebuchadnezzar was after, and that is what the enemy is after. You see, his effort was in total indoctrination. His effort, his goal was to get these Jewish men to leave behind their Hebrew God. That was it. And likewise, many of us are studying in public universities. We're 
at the, the workforce where, where we have a job already and, and really what we see is there's a lot of wicked people that their objective is to indoctrinate you. Uh, their objective is to get you to leave behind your God. Hey, forget that God. W what has he done for you? Look at all these things that the world has uh, to offer you. And uh, the, the thing that they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to revert from your Christianity. And what we see here is that the king is trying to entice them with his best. These are the king's delicacies, right? A portion of food set apart for the king and his people. I told the guys this yesterday in the breakout session, Joe Foshi said jokingly, these aren't just burgers, this is Burger King, all right? <laughs> this, is, this is the best of the best that the king has to offer. A delicacy, you click on that word and it means something that's exquisite. We don't really use that word too much, right? But we all know what it means. It's something that's superb or tasteful. And this is, this is what he is offering them, right? And likewise, uh, the world will try to entice you, will try to lure you in uh, by offering you something that is pleasing to the eyes, something that may be pleasing for a season. In Hebrews 11, verse 25, it says that there are pleasures in sin, but for a season, right? Uh, but for a season, I would be a fool to tell you that there is no pleasure in sin. There is, but it is for a season, and that is where the enemy lies to us. The enemy will offer us, right, uh, these pleasures that are temporary, and will say, well, this is what you could have with the world. But anything that the world and the enemy has to offer you will always end up in stealing, killing, or destroying you. John 10, 10, it tells us the thief comes only to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that it to the fullest. Sin, it, it will please you, but for such a short season. The enemy will then chew you up and spit you back out and will leave you out for the wolves. But here we see that Nebuchadnezzar, he's offering him, offering them the king's delicacies. So how do they respond? And we'll have an opportunity tomorrow to get back to Miami, to get back to the real life, it's been an awesome 48 hours plus, right? It's been awesome to just hang out with each other, to be able to, man, just truly fellowship, open up the word, break bread. And I wish Carlos was in this room so we'd give him a hand of, of applause. Just an incredible meal tonight, right? Steak, potatoes. I mean, that stuff was, was good, right? It was exquisite. <laughs> Yes, exquisite. In a room this size, I hear all of you. I promise I do. <laughs> Verse six, it says, Now, 
from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. It says that he gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. And we, we look at this, and giving them new names was something very significant. It, it further really, it, it showed their attempt at indoctrinating them. It showed their attempt at really just changing who they were, the things that they stood for. You see, names, I think, were of more importance back then than they are today, right? Names really, they meant something. At times, a characteristic of what this person would be like. Uh, maybe it, uh, because of a significant ancestor that this person may have had. You see, names, they were just, they were more important back then. And when we saw a change in name, it was rather significant. We think of changes in name biblically in the Bible, right? We know that Abram meant exalted father and that he would later become Abraham or father of many because of God's promises uh, to him of many descendants as we see in Genesis 17. We think of Jacob or heel grasper and becoming Israel. He who fights with God after Jacob spends the night wrestling with him and has his hip dislocated. But you look at these name changes and they're all the results of being touched by God. But here, we don't see that. What we see here is the exact opposite. What we see here is that Daniel his name, it means God is my judge. And it was changed to Belteshazzar, and that means Bel's prince. You look at Hananiah, and that means beloved by the Lord. That was changed to Shadrach, meaning illuminated or by the sun god. Mishael, meaning who is as God, changed to Meshach, which means who is like Shaq. Not the basketball player. That would be pretty cool, right? <laughs> who is like a Babylonian goddess of the time. The name Azariah, meaning the Lord is my help changed to Abednego, and what that means is servant of Nego, changing who you are, changing who your service is to. These name changes, they are significant. It shows us what they were trying to do. And I think of a lot of you, right? And a lot of you have been dedicated to the Lord from birth by your parents. A lot of you were dedicated before the church, right? Your names, they do mean something. The Lord gave those names to your parents, and they named you that. 
because you were a gift to them from the Lord. And they have entrusted you to the Lord from an early age. You could say, well, that's not my case. Well, that, that's, that didn't happen. I didn't have Christian parents or I don't have Christian parents. Well, the beautiful thing about that is that you could be that Christian parent. You could be that dad. You could be that mom one day that purposes to dedicate their children uh, to the Lord from when they're tiny, from their, from their, from their first steps. You could purpose to dedicate those kids to the Lord. Grace and joy, those are my two little ones. Those names, they mean something. Grace and joy, the Lord gave us those names. We've dedicated those two little girls to the Lord. My heart's desire is that they would walk with God all the days of their life and that they would never walk away from him. But the world, the enemy, he wants to come in and he wants to kill, he wants to steal, he wants to destroy. He wants to interrupt what it is that the Lord has for each and every one of your lives. What it is that God has purposed for each and every one of you. I love verse eight. Verse eight says, but Daniel purposed. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Really, there's a, a lot that can be broken down within this verse. But we see that word defile and when you click on that word, it means to be polluted or stained. Polluted or stained. And when I think of the word pollute, I think of something that is contaminated by filth, uh, by dirtiness. You guys know that I enjoy fishing, right? I fish Miami canals often, Miami lakes often. I've seen lakes that are crystal clear to the bottom to the point where you could see fish 12 feet down right? I've been in canals where they are, they are polluted. They are filthy and contaminated to the point where you cannot see a thing. remember being at one canal fishing at the bank for over half an hour and the water was so just murky and nasty and dirty that after fishing there for half an hour, I realized that I had a gator under me almost the entire time that I was fishing. Uh, but the idea is, right, that to be defiled is to be polluted by something that contaminates you. It is to be stained. I have the blessed privilege of overseeing Lighthouse Ministry School, and they just served the police officers, and they served them by, by singing. The, the, the choir team, they, they, they sung to a group of 150 plus officers that came to the church. It was, it was awesome, right? Uh, but a lot went into that day, right? And they, they dressed up in nice polos. Man, the seniors, the, the high schoolers, they dress in these navy polos. They're sharp. They're, they're good looking polos, right? But as they get younger, middle school wears a different color polo. 
and elementary, I'm not sure who came up with this one, wears white polos, right? White polos. See, they weren't performing until 1 o'clock. What does that mean? That they have to eat lunch before going out and performing before the officers, right? Guys, I personally, the teachers personally, had to purpose, right? Purpose to make sure that these kids uh, did not dirty themselves with pizza, of all things. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it definitely took us purposing to keep them clean, right? Uh, Purposing not to allow them to get stains. And when you look at that word purpose, right, it's to consider something. I considered their white polos, and I said, okay, I have to set something before it. I have to set something um, or put something into place. What did I do? I walked to every class and said, who has a sweater? Raise your hand. <laughs> Almost all of them did because it was a chilly day. I said, put that thing on, all right? I said, oh, you don't have a sweater? Here's like eight napkins. Put those on like if you were wearing a bib, right? <laughs> I, I, I purposed that they would not stain their polos. Likewise, when we defile ourselves, right, with something, it's in the likeness of being stained by it. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not do this. You see, Daniel and his friends, they were not willing to take of the king's food because they knew that this food, it would defile them. They considered it defiled because of uh, really quite a few reasons. Uh, One, it definitely wasn't kosher. Uh, Two, it was more than likely previously sacrificed to idols. And, And three, if they partook of this, it implied that they were in fellowship with the Babylonian cultural system. And they were not willing to do that. They were just simply not willing to do that. David Guzik, he says, undoubtedly, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to communicate to these young men, look to me for everything. But Daniel and his friends instead refused, insisting that they would look to God, purposing that they would look to God. So how did they do it? It says in verse 9, Now God had brought Daniel into favor and good will of the chief of the eunuchs. You see, God, God gave Daniel favor and goodwill with the authority figures in his life. God will not abandon you, family. God will not abandon those that take a stand for his name. Take a stand for his name wherever it is that you are at in this season of life. If that's in school, take a stand for God at school. If that's in the workplace, take a stand for God in the workplace. If that's with your family, with your friends, with those that you would come into contact with, take a stand for him. He shall not abandon you. See, Daniel, he entrusted himself to God. And God, 
he came through. Think of many years of working in the public school system and the various principles that I had to work under. And uh, back then, being ignorant in myself, I thought it was because I was a smooth talker and a hard worker, right, that I would find favor with my principles, right? I know how to talk to them. I know how to, you know, behave when they're around. And naturally, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna give me that. They're going to do this for me. They're going to do that. What I failed to realize that it was uh, the favor and goodwill that was coming from the Lord, that the Lord was blessing me with that favor and goodwill when it came to my interaction with my superiors and the authority figures that were over me in the public school system. And likewise, he'll do that with your boss. Uh, be patient. Maybe you have a difficult boss. Maybe you have uh, someone that uh, just seems to have it out for you. Uh, be patient. Uh, God, he, he will, will show you favor and goodwill whenever necessary. Uh, but here in verse 10, it says, And uh, the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. See, what he's saying is, listen, my life's on the line here. If, if, if I do this, it's my head that's on the line. Uh, but Daniel presents this in such a reasonable manner. And guys, I, I want us to really take note of this, right? Because the way that we interact, the way that we communicate with people, it is important. It is important to be led by the Spirit in all of our actions and all of our communications uh, with other people, especially those that are in authority over us, our, our bosses, right? Uh, those, those, those people that simply the Lord has allowed to be over us. It is important that we communicate to them in a reasonable manner. And we see that in verse 11, it says, so Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this manner and tested them 10 days. Would you guys agree that that's a reasonable request? The way that it was presented was reasonable, right? Obviously calculated. Man, a person maybe, right, nowadays that would be filled with the Holy Spirit would come up with something like this. And this approach, it wasn't, I know what I'm going to do. Hunger strike. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on a hunger strike. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to do. No. It, 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 it wasn't that. It, it wasn't, I'm going to go and protest. 
No, instead, it was a polite request because this was the way that he was led of by God. Notice he makes this request to the right person. He simply says, put us to the test, right? Put my God to the test. Guys, our God, he is the real deal. He is the one true and living God. You could find comfort in that. You could take that to the bank. That is the God that we serve. And here we see in verse 14 that God had brought Daniel into favor and a goodwill of this chief. Verse 15, it says, and at the end of 10 days, their features, they appeared super skinny. They didn't know what, what does it say? It says that they appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Guys, I've only dieted once in my life, all right? It's because I am ultra competitive and I went into a diet competition with four other guys, all right? I lost like, I think it was 38 pounds in a month and a half. Instead of dessert, I would have like a strawberry, right? You would chew the dessert and then spit it out. <laughs> 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 Guys, this is the bus she threw me under it. This is recorded. Needless to say, right? <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> you just have vegetables, dude, you're going to lose weight, right? You're going to look different. I lost 38 pounds. People would come up to me and be like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm just in a weight loss competition. I'm doing fine. And... It just didn't make sense, right? But God, but God, better and fatter. Even the best that the world has to offer is not comparable to the least from the Lord. And God's veggies are superior to the world's meat. You can take that one to the bank. Well, you could quote that one. Verse 16, <laughs> thus, the steward took away their portion of the delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Verse 17, as for these young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. See, giving them knowledge and skill and all literature and wisdom, uh, these young Jewish men, they gave themselves to the Lord in a remarkable way and God blessed them in a remarkable way. Guys, we could just, you'll never be able to outgive the Lord. You're just, you'll never be able to do it. You'll never be able to outgive the Lord. Serve him with all that you are. 
Entrust him with all that you have. You will never be able to outgive the Lord. It says in verse 18 that now at the end of the days when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 19 says, then the king interviewed them and among them all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah because they served or therefore they served before the king and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. See, uh, these four young men, uh, they were immersed in the study of Babylonian culture, in its literature, and its religion, yet they remained faithful to God. Uh, likewise, right? I know that not everyone gets to go into full-time ministry. Not everyone is called into that. Uh, you are a part of the world in the sense that you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Daniel, he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. My encouragement uh, to you guys here uh, this, this night as we'll welcome the worship team to come uh, back up and and truly, it will allow the spirit to move. I'm gonna ask the, the leaders to just be available for prayer throughout the room. My prayer is that as we head back to Miami, as we head back into the world, that we would not be of the world. That if there is something that you have defiled yourself with, guess what? That didn't catch the Lord by surprise. The Lord died upon that cross, he gave up of his life for you, knowing that you would fall into that sin, knowing that you would have that shortcoming, but that is the past. There is no condemnation in the Lord Jesus Christ like it says in Romans 8.1. And if you're here tonight and you realize that something is off, you realize that you just haven't been able to get one area right in your life, tonight is the night to get that right. Stop defiling yourself with the king's meat. Guys, it's just, it's not worth it. Remember, you can never outgive the Lord. Hey, give it to him. Lay that thing before the cross and just watch what the Lord is going to do in and through each and every one of you. I meant what I said earlier. I see future deacons here. I see future pastors and leaders. I see, I see pastors' wives here. I see people with callings in their lives. Let's set ourselves apart for him and let's allow him to do something oh so special in and through us. I bless you guys.